Hey everyone, welcome to Real Talk with Nessa. I want to talk about relationships, marriages. Um, A lot of stuff recently has come to my attention um, based off of friends, um, acquaintances, and even personal. And uh, it's really important um, to discuss, so I'll jump right in. I don't know what the heck is going on in the universe right now um, or if it's just spiritual warfare or what it is, if you know what that is. Um, But it's really hard to understand when you quickly want to look glimpse at people that have been married 15 years, 20 years, 25 years, and they just want to call it quits. Um A lot of marriages are frustrated. A lot of marriages are broken. A lot of marriages are feeling um, a lot of different ways. And it's not on a certain party. Like say it's more the women versus the men. It's both in general. Now, generally speaking, when you talk to women, you hear them say certain things all women say. And when you talk to men, you'll hear men say certain things that all men will say. Um... You know, and I've heard so much in this last recent couple weeks that I'm actually shocked. I'm really shocked. But you know what? I'm not shocked at the same time. And let me share with you why. I'm shocked because you go so long through a marriage. You build up so much together. And you go so far to just the pain that you're feeling, you're ready to call it quits. Or I'm not shocked because happiness, real joy, real love means more than any material thing that you can possibly build on this earth together. So... You know, when I stop and look at even my own personal life, um, I met my husband when I was very young. We didn't really know nothing about each other. We jumped right into a relationship because I was looking for safety, security, and stability. And um, when I felt I had that with a child already born, I felt like this is where I need to be. And... um, he didn't know me. He knew nothing really about me. He just thought I was pretty cute and maybe probably just something to bang because that's typically what um, men are thinking, right? They think with their uh, third leg, not their brain on their head, on their top of their shoulders. Um, But you quickly see so many relationships that are similar. They met in high school. They were high school sweethearts. They met when they were young. They were in elementary school together. They grew up in the same family together because the family parents were friends, um, college sweethearts, you know. So you, you look at the age graph that you met when you were teens, early 20s, and you've been in a relationship with this one person half of your life you've shared everything every moment 
every morning, every night. You've shared your thoughts. You've shared your dreams. You've shared your goals. Um, Sometimes you probably even shared each other's underwear. But um, you've shared everything. You, you, You know, half a lifetime together. This person is supposed to know you inside and out. This person... Since you wake up to them and go to bed to them, should should know every single thing about you or you about her or her about him. Um, and it's crazy to know that you can be married to somebody for half of your life and they really don't know much about you. They don't know your favorite color. They don't know your favorite movie. They don't know your favorite scent, your favorite food. They don't know your favorite place. You know, it's it's crazy to think that you could be in a relationship for almost half your life and you know nothing about the person that lays next to you. They're a stranger. You know, so I stop and think, is it perhaps they're living a life that they really don't want to live? Are they being pushed into living a life because the other person wants to live that way? Are they living a life that is different inside the house than outside? You know, so you have to stop and think, why? How is it possible that somebody can go so long being with someone and not know anything about that someone? You know, I I once felt alone and you get married because you find that significant other that makes you feel whole. And I'm sure a lot of you guys that are listening can relate that when you found that first person that you set your eyes on, it was because you felt some type of way about that person and that's why you wanted to spend the rest of your life with that person. There was so many reasons as to why you wanted to spend the rest of your life with that person and as you get together as time goes by things start to change habits start to fade or habits start to form Um, behaviors start to form attitudes disrespect so many things even disloyalness you lose trust you know as you get older we lose the way we look you know some of us gain weight some of us lose weight some of us get wrinkles you know our skin starts to sag as we get older so there's a lot of things through stages of our lives that we no longer are when we were in high school because that's just how life is. But in a relationship, I think what's really sad is when you go through life and that person you were once happy with no longer exists. You can no longer look at that person and smile. You can no longer go to bed peaceful at night because your mind is running a million miles an hour And you're trying to wonder 
what to do or how to feel about something while the other person just sleeps because they just don't care. You know, and there's always the one that worries in in the relationship and there's always the one that just doesn't care. And there's always one that over-communicates and there's always one that doesn't communicate at all. There's always one that's clean. There's always one that's dirty. There's always one that is neat and tidy and the other one is disorganized. You know, there's always one that's respectful and proper and the other one that's not. I mean, there's so many differences and variances to relationships and how odds and evens get connected together and it's supposed to work. And then as you go through life, saying I met my perfect match because he's a total opposite from me but we have so much in common and then you get to the middle of your age in life and you realize we have nothing in common because what I like you don't like where I like to go you don't like to go what I like to do you don't like to do and we're the total opposites and as you get older the things that didn't matter start to matter And the things that you didn't do, you start doing. And the things you didn't feel, you start feeling. Because you enter into maturity. And life changes. Life changes. Life is different when you're a child. Life is different when you're a teen. Life is different when you're a young adult. Life is different when you're an adult. And life is different when you're a senior, an elder. There's different chapters in life. And a partner that you have is supposed to grow with you, supposed to change with you because you're growing together. So look at it this way. Look at getting two types of seeds. Let's look at food plant seeds. If you get a jalapeno seed and an Anaheim chili seed and you put them in the same pot, they're going to grow together. They're going to sprout at the same time. Maybe one a little bit earlier than the other, but not too far off. And as you water those seeds, they're going to grow and they're going to grow with their root stuck together. And they're going to continue to grow so big that their roots will cross underneath that you can't see because they're going to get so tight together that as they grow together, they're going to start tasting like each other and looking like each other because they're mixed together from the bottom where they started. And a relationship is the same. You're supposed to grow together, be together in everything, mature together. But sometimes things happen that one grows and the other one doesn't. This happens in plant life, tree life. You know, if you ask the agriculture person that does this type of work, there's times that plants end up stumped. They're just, they don't grow. That's that's it. They just, that's all they got. Some wither and die off. Some continue to grow. And, and some relationships are this way as well, where some people have goals in life. And together you meet them. And after they're met, some other people can't continue to think past that. They're content where they're at. And they no longer have goals. 
that's that's it that's all she wrote and you can't take them out of that and or fit another goal in their mind and try to grow from there because their tree ended there that was their growth spurt and in life not everybody is meant to continue growing and everybody was born with the predestined plan already and we have to find out what that is and if you're in a relationship that you feel like your partner is just not growing with you anymore that's because they probably already fulfilled their growth they're where they're at they're content they made themselves happy there and there's no changing them out of that and you have to learn to either grow around them or pluck yourself out and put yourself in another pot and continue growing by yourself. Now, I've never been in the theory of jumping in and out of relationships or in and out of marriages. Um, I've seen it a lot in my family um, where they've had multiple marriages, um, are still not married, still figuring things out. Um, I've seen in my husband's family, multiple family members that got married or got hooked up, have kids, and none of them has stayed with anyone, and now they're still single. Um, I just, my theory, everybody has their own opinion about how they do things, but in theory, mine's is, um, you know, you get married, you stay married, you figure it out. Now, I grew up in the apostolic, which was very religious, and they always shared that the Bible had said that the only way a Christian can get divorced is if someone committed adultery. Then it gives that person permission to be able to get a divorce, but whoever marries that woman becomes an adulterer because you married an adulteress. Now, trying to translate that into now, because see... There's some contradicting terms, in my opinion. Even though they say the word never changes, it stays the same today, tomorrow, and forevermore, yet the times we live in change. So how do you live in t times back then the way a book tells you to times now when the times we live in are nothing compared to those times then? Back in the days... Men went to work, women stayed at home, women took care of kids, women cooked, women cleaned. Men came home, they ate, they got ready for bed, went to work the next day, but they respected their woman. Their woman respected their the man. You know, we've grown out of that. We don't live in that those times anymore. You know, back then life was easy, stuff was cheap. Now we live in a world where the woman and the man have to go out to work if you want a decent living. And if you, you want a really good, nice way to live, you both have to kick butt and work. And some have to work and have side work after. And some have to work on the weekends. And then the woman that's supposed to be at home cooking and cleaning is still working as well while the man still works, which is what he always did. So the woman pretty much stepped up to the plate where the man's at and <clears throat> added on more work to herself because she still has to cook, clean, do the laundry, take care of the kids, make sure the house is attended to and still go to work. 
And if the kids play sports, take them to sports. And if the kids are involved in something at the church, then they have to do that too. And she just added so much more to her plate when her husband just gets up and still goes to work. And the times aren't even anymore. It's not shared. Now, it's very rare that you see the man that comes home and he did the dishes. He vacuumed. He threw a, lo a load of clothes in the washer and actually got it out of the dryer and folded it or and put it away. You know, those times, those men are rare. But now if we get a scale that weighed one side to the other and we put everything a woman does on one side and everything a man puts on the other side, obviously the women are going to outweigh what the men do. Now, there's some men that do what women do because there ain't a woman in the house or the woman is an, an addict or something's going on that do do all of that, that do take care of the kid and cook and clean and do everything, you know, so there is some, but I'm talking about the ones that don't, the ones that are both married, both in the home, both go to work. If we put it on a scale, the women would tip that scale because the man gets up, the man goes to work. The man comes home, he eats, and half the time doesn't even pick his plate off of the table where he had it at. He just gets up and walks away, sits down, watches TV, reads the newspaper, flips through his phone, looks through offer up Craigslist, whatever he's looking for, showers, and then goes to bed. The woman gets up, makes sure the kids have breakfast, cleans up, drops the kids off, goes to work, comes home, throwing in laundry, cooking dinner, cleaning the dishes, trying to clean up the kitchen, the house, whatever mess the kids made, trying to fold the clothes, shower, and then goes to bed. Because in life, that's what we were shown to do. The woman takes care of the house, but now adding the woman goes to work adds a lot. Now, there is some men that are understanding that the woman had to go to work and the woman has to clean. And if the house is a little bit messy, he's not going to complain and have a heart attack because he realizes, hey, she had to take care of this, this and that. And she had to go to work. And eventually the woman will get to it. But try doing that every day for the next 20 years. It's frustrating. It's hard. You know, I like a clean house. If I can pay a maid to come three times a week, that would be awesome. But that's expensive. Because back then you used to pay $40, $50, and now they want to charge $80, $120 every time they come to do the same thing. And sometimes it's not even thorough. It's just surface cleaned. But I like a clean house. It's hard for me to do it because I have to work. I have to run a nonprofit. I have three kids still at home, a grandbaby. I have to still feed and take care of my kids. My son has football practice. I have to take him. I come home. I'm exhausted. I still have to clean if I'm hungry because I haven't eaten because I hurried up and ran out to take my son to practice. I got to come home. I got to eat something. I got to figure out whatever else I got to do. I got to get up in the morning and pay the bills or submit paperwork or respond to emails. My days are hectic hectic and I'm the type that I'll complain 
If something wasn't done right, I'll say something about it. If something wasn't picked up, I'll say something about it. If I'm overdoing and nobody else is pulling in their way, I'll say something about it. But I'm not sure if the man prefers to hear the woman say something about it or stay quiet and then blow up later. Because the woman that says something about it, they say she complains. But then yet, when the woman doesn't say nothing and then blows up later about it, she's still the bad guy anyways. And then they say, why didn't you say something? So it's, it's, it's something like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's a little bit difficult to be able to do everything being a woman and I think sometimes what happens is in a relationship one of the parties gets such used to like in a habit of that one person always doing and figuring out and as time goes by they just accustomed to that person doing it and then when they don't the house is unbalanced or that person gets used to doing everything and controlling everything and figuring everything out. And then the time comes where they become a certain age. Times change, like I was saying. Their mind, their mentality no longer works the same. They feel different. Things change and they no longer want to do that anymore. And then it's a problem. You know, when I was younger, I was dirty. You can ask my dad. I was eight years old. They'd go pull all my clothes out of everywhere that I hid it and stashed it at. And they'd pile it in the middle of my room. And I'd fall asleep so I didn't have to clean it. And now that I'm older, when my husband met me, I wasn't clean either. You know, you'd walk into the laundry room and the laundry was thrown all over the floor because I couldn't keep up with it. It just, if you don't do it every day, there's no way to keep keep up with it. And things are different now. I'm very organized. I know where things are at. I know when I put something where I put it at. Um, you know, laundry's done every single week. As soon as it's done, it's folded, it's put away. It's different. Times change. But what saddens my heart is when I hear about relationships that have been together for a very long time and everybody's just wanting to call them quits. You know, I sit and wonder where you left off at. When did you stop becoming their partner, their friend, their lover? Or were you ever? Was it just an illusion in the beginning? Maybe you climbed to the top too fast? I don't know, maybe... Coming into a relationship, you wanted security, safety, love, a person to comfort you. And that's what you found. And it was there for that moment, maybe the first couple of years. Now, when you meet your better half in the beginning, you're not looking at appearance. It wasn't about the appearance. Because if you look at things the way you look at them now, you look back then and you're like, I wouldn't have picked you. You were looking at their heart and how they were with you. That's what made you fall in love. You know, maybe some relationships had separations or maybe the separations were because of a prison incarceration. But something changed. Something changed. Maybe it was the other party changing that made you change.
Or maybe it's the life that was built that changed you. You know, maybe you're struggling with being a different person moving forward. Maybe part of you still wants to be the old person you used to be and the other part wants to be this person your spouse is wanting you to be, but you're struggling with that. You know, um, I've seen some relationships where they get connected in a church group or a, a prayer meeting um, and they get involved and they start to change and form to be a different person and loving and kind and and you see somebody with new eyes. I mean, I remember my husband going to a um, a class, just a men's class, talking about general life things for just all men. And it totally changed him and helped him. Um, I literally, for the first time in my life, when I seen my husband kneel down on his bed praying, something I had never seen, um, I formed loving eyes like I fell in love with this new person and I was never in love before and I was blown away it made me want to be different but then the class ended and that guy that was giving the classes um, no longer attended and all of a sudden all that went away you know and so it's difficult to see okay I saw that what I could see what was capable and now everything's back to normal you know, but sometimes the focus ends and it's no longer on you. The focus that was once on you when you first met those first couple of years and the focus ends up on them, their work, their money. You know, sometimes you don't know if you want to give up everything that you've worked so hard for and maybe be who you used to be. Maybe that's an easier decision. Maybe you're unsure if you deserve the life that you live now. Maybe you're unsure if life is worth living at all. I'm unsure if, you know, sometimes if all this hard work that I've done, breaking my back is even worth my sadness and pain some days, you know. Life isn't easy. Life was never easy for me. You know, you struggle a lot in life when you're young and you push yourself to the fullest and you promise yourself that you'd never be maybe the way your parent or person that raised you. You promised yourself that you wouldn't raise your kids that way or be like your mother or be like your father. But you promised you would never make your kids feel the way you felt growing up and yet they see your sadness and they see your tears. Sometimes you spend months out of the year crying, feeling pain that no one will understand. You're broken inside and it's not easy wanting everything perfect around you. Perfect with your husband, perfect with your kids, perfect with your wife, perfect with your home. And then they think that you're not perfect. But you're trying hard to make everything perfect. There are many nights when you probably lay there awake visioning your life greater than where you're at while you sleep. Nights when you plan your next move or, or a new day. Nights where you struggle to understand what happened throughout that day. Nights when you lay there feeling cold and lonely. 
nights that you would never understand because they're not you. Nights they'll never understand because they weren't the person that went through what you went through. But you don't expect them to. Sometimes when you want to communicate where you're hurt or you want to vent your frustrations or your sadness, you mention, you know, the other party will mention to you, yeah, that's how I feel too. And have you just ever felt like I just want to talk to you and tell you how I feel, what I'm thinking, but yet you talk to that person and they're telling you this is how they feel. They're not even listening to what you think or what your thoughts were or how you feel. It's not about them. You're trying to make it about you and they're trying to make it about them. They're not hearing you. Because they're selfish. It's all about them. What they want to hear. And how things aren't going their way. And how they're not being understood. So they are not able to understand you or see what you're trying to make them listen to. Or what you're going through. You probably sit there sometimes thinking, you don't know what to do. Maybe some have tried counseling. Church. Some have tried too much nagging or maybe over-communicating. And sometimes the best thing for relationships is when the other party's out busy working away, quiet. Maybe you go to the gym. It's hard to reflect and understand what someone wants without knowing, right? They always say, we can't read your mind. But yet, if you have someone in your life that's trying to explain to you, to tell you what's going on, how they're feeling, it's for you to understand, not for you to read their mind. They're actually telling you. You know, it's it breaks my heart to think that there is so many relationships, so many, that they don't communicate, that they're just together for the kids. That they're just together because of what they have invested in their marriage. And they're just not happy. But he doesn't know how to walk away. She doesn't know how to start the commence of paperwork. You know you love someone because you've built a life with someone. But you're not in love with that someone. You know, one time I asked my grandmother if she ever knew what love was or had ever knew what making love was, and she told me no. My grandfather, God rest his soul, passed away in 2010, and they were together for 54 years. And it's sad to know that you can be 82 years old and you will never know what love was or making love was or being in love was. Don't put yourself through that. If you're in a relationship and you're just really not happy, it's time that you find your happiness. Now, don't find your happiness in someone else because you got to remember, just like the marriage or relationship you're walking out of was happy in the beginning, they all will be. It's false happiness. 
true happiness lies till the end. But if you're happy in the beginning, think about it this way. It's like when you meet somebody for the first time and you're in school and you fall in love because maybe there's a boyfriend or a girlfriend and they give you the butterflies in your stomach. Every relationship is like that in the beginning because you know nothing about each other. Then when you start learning more and more about each other and then he or she starts annoying the crap out of you, it's every relationship. It's, it's better to find the joy in the relationship you have, especially when you have kids involved and investments involved and you've built this empire. It's hard to just walk away from your dreams because your dreams, you built them together. It's not easy to just get up and and file a paper and and say okay it's over. You know, it's it's hard. It's difficult. You know, um marriages when you go through divorce is 50-50 unless you have stuff wrapped up in a LLC or businesses then in a marriage you can't they can't touch those. That's the only benefit of that. But otherwise everything else has to get sold split down the middle money goes 50 50 what are you supposed to do with that money when you have to sell everything and you have to start a new life when value is more expensive on things nowadays compared to how they used to be life it's not that easy to walk away sometimes separation is better because you get to stop and think do you really miss that person but I also read something today that really caught my attention um, on Facebook and it said some men can be so toxic to your health they don't want to love you properly but they don't want to leave you either the more you give the less they appreciate and the minute you've had enough and decide to walk away, it is then when they are ready to love you and treat you right. So you give them a chance in the hopes that they've changed only to realize it was all fake. You find the strength to walk away once more and here he comes again proclaiming his love for you and you give in again. A man showing anger and persistence to get you back once you try to break it off isn't proof of love it's a knee-jerk reaction a man's love bombing you or making flaccid attempts to be nicer for two weeks isn't proof that he's trying it's proof that he knows you well enough to know how to diffuse you long enough to hook you once again Take away a toy from a little boy, he cries. Take away a relationship of convenience from a man, and he cries. Just because he cries doesn't mean you give him what he wants. Stop listening to what your man keeps promising and start watching what his actions actually keep telling you. A lot of you women don't know what it is like to be loved by a real man. You know lust. You know joy. You know passion, and you know the fear of abandonment. Stop chasing your idea of what love should be and recognize what love is. Love 
isn't promising to act right after he gets caught messing up time after time again. Love is him acting right from the start because he doesn't want to mess up. And that caught my attention today because actions. Actions speak louder than words. It's always been something that you can say because it's the truth. People can talk so much about so many things and promise so much false hope. Actions, 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 actions speak louder. Your actions will show more and louder than what your mouth will. If you love someone, you will do Whatever is in your best interest to not hurt that person. If you really love someone, you know, the, the, the unfortunate thing is love. The word love, I love you, has been used so loosely nowadays. It's easy to say I love you. Back then in the 80s, the 70s, the 60s, you wouldn't dare say that word if you didn't really mean it. I remember watching even relationships or movies that they wouldn't even say I love you unless they actually meant it. It was not a word that was said. And if you heard it, it was like, oh my God, they actually love me. It was big. Now everybody says it. I love you. I love you. I love you. Do you know what love is? Love is not an emotion. You know, actions speak louder than words. What happened to the person that opened the door when you walked into a restaurant or sat in your car? What happened to the person that rubbed your feet or rubbed your back? What happened to the person that served you a hot plate? What happened to the person that wrote a little note on the mirror or in your lunch? What happened to the person that just bought you a surprise gift or a flower just because? What happened to the late night maybe relationship hookups, what happened to the late Friday night dinners, date night, what happened to all those little things that you used to do for your significant other? See, a lot of times we let money and work get in the way. Our focus is so wrapped around money and work that we forget the kids and the significant other at home. We forget other people's needs and their feelings because we're so worried about ours. We're so worried about building what we want, what we need, when we need it, how we need it, and we forget the other person is also important. We need to get back. Get back. If your relationship really means a lot to you, then this is for you to find deep inside what was it that made you fall in love in the beginning and try to go back to that. Communication, I've always said, is key, but some people don't like communication. Some people say communication is overrated, but you know what? There's certain keys in a relationship to make it work. Trust, communication, love, respect, those four keys go a long way. And if you're missing one, there will be an imbalance in your marriage, in your relationship. You can't have one without the other. You have to have trust, love, communication, 
and respect. You can't say you love someone and disrespect them. You can't say you trust someone, but you lie to them. You can't say you love someone and then hurt them. And you can't say you're sorry because you're only sorry you get caught. Because you're really not sorry. Because if you were really sorry, you wouldn't have done it. So you wouldn't have to be sorry. So these are things that sometimes in a relationship you don't know, even know how to get past, where to even start. Sometimes in a relationship, we've dug our holes so deep that we're in two separate holes. We can no longer see each other and we don't even know how to get out of them. There's no help. Counseling therapy doesn't help. It doesn't. I'm not even sure what can help anymore. It's just this world has become like there's way too much crap thrown at everybody's face, way too much to offer that everybody gets so confused, so clouded minded and don't know which way to turn. It's like you almost have to go back to back in time where there was hardly nothing and not much to be distracted from. To be able to find love and to have sincere, generous love. Because now there's just so much distraction. And women aren't happy. Men aren't happy. Women aren't happy being women, so they turn into men, vice versa. You know, men aren't happy, so they're finding another woman because she don't look like X, Y, and Z. But then when they have it, they're still not happy. And... and Happiness is within. That's the problem. You can't find happiness in someone else if you're not happy with yourself. You know, I used to deal with a lot of depression and sadness. And um, I wasn't happy with myself. I was always told by my significant other that I was fat when we first met. And that I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't right. I wasn't good. I felt so uncomfortable about myself. So I had to go take care of myself and do a couple of things to make myself feel better. Nope, that didn't work. That still didn't make me feel better because I was doing it to please someone else instead of pleasing myself. There comes a point in life where you have to just learn to love yourself for who you are. Self-love is very important. It's very important to treat those the way you want to be treated. And if they can't treat you right, they're not worth having in your life. If they can't respect you, they don't respect themselves. If you're in a relationship and your man is a drug addict and keeps going back to drugs and then wants to be clean and wants to say, oh, well, you know what? You're here to keep me straight. The hell with that man. Drugs is the worst thing you can bring into a relationship. Uh, other other partners is the worst thing you can bring into a relationship. Um, pornography is the worst thing you can bring into a relationship. There's so many things that are just not healthy for a relationship. Why open the door to stuff that is just going to damage you or damage your relationship in the long run? 
there's things that we need to really watch what we allow in our relationship to damage our relationship. And you know what? If you have someone, you need to learn and appreciate that person. You know, I've heard so many times from so many different people how I'm an awesome person and I'm XYZ because I do this, this and that. And they wish their person was like that as well. But you know what? Doesn't work that way. We are all created in God's image. We are all made equal in his eyes. But yet we are all different here because we all push ourselves to our limits in different ways. Someone can make tortillas. I don't know how. There's so many things other people do that I don't even know how to do that they're great at. You know, I just happen to be good at a lot of manly things because that's just been in my nature. That's what I've been around. Cars, you know, um, handyman things just because I had to learn them because of the type of role um, that I play in my business. (sighs) But it doesn't make me any greater or any different. And nobody is better. I'm not better than anyone. I've just been dealing with the life that I was dealt, the life that I was born into. And you kind of figure it out as you go. I have good days. I have bad days, you know, just like you guys do. And, you know, and it's okay. You know, it's okay some days to cry. It's okay some days to yell. It's okay some days to be happy. But those days, I just call it life. That's what life is about. Life has different things it offers you on a daily. Every day, we don't know what to expect. We can't expect to even live for tomorrow. So I hope this podcast was a blessing to you guys. Um, I hope that you guys can... Definitely take some advice and get your relationships right and be able to figure out what road you need to take next, what chapter is next in your life. Try to fix what you have because what you have is golden. When you start somewhere and you build from there and you have children, it's very important because you can't get that back. Once those years are gone, they are gone. So until next time, thanks for tuning in. To Real Talk with Nessa.